Uh-huh, I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only, Steve Harvey got a radio show. Uh-huh, Steve Harvey got a radio show. Yeah, man. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Man, God has been good to me. I, I can't even, <laughs> I, I can't even put it into words, man. But I try, though. I try, I try, I try. God does things for me just right on time. He's, he's so cool with it. And um, I happen to run across Joel Osteen on television, like I often do all the time. And um, I was sitting there, and he had such a timely message for me. A part of it was something that I've said oftentimes about if you really, really want to be successful, if you really, really want to change, if you really, really want to prosper, if you really, really want to achieve greatness, if you really, really want to have something in life that's worth having, if you really, really want to accomplish your goals, you got to push through all of it. He said that when you get closer to it, the more difficult it becomes. Did you hear me? He said, the closer you get to what it is you want or you need or you have to have or, 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 or you would love to be, it gets a little bit more difficult when you get closer. He told this uh, story that's in the Bible that I'd never heard before. This is what he said. He said there was a man who was uh, paralyzed and uh, he had heard that Jesus was speaking at a house 
And so he wanted to get there, so he convinced four of his friends to put him on a stretcher and carry him for for hours to get to this house where Jesus was speaking. He said that along the way, these friends said that that, that they went along because he had so much faith that if he could just get to him, it could be better. That he could, if, if he could just get over there and he could see him, that he might have a shot at getting healed. And so he said they took out along the way and they walked and they walked and they walked for hours. And then uh, when they got there, the house was completely filled with people. There was absolute, it was packed wall to wall. There was absolutely no way for the men to get him on that stretch of end to see Jesus. This is a story that uh, Joel Osteen said is in the Bible and we was telling it. No, I'm just repeating the parts of it I, I, I gathered. And so he said they sat there and they went, wow, man, we walked all this way and it's full and, 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 and we can't get there. He said, and then the guy with the affliction told the four men, if you get up on the roof and cut a hole in it and lower me down, I bet I could see him then and I bet it'll be all right. Now, he then said, you must imagine how these four men must have felt when you carry somebody for hours on 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 the way they had to carry some cloth connected by a couple of sticks. Said the men's shoulders had to be bruised, had to have deep uh, gouges in them, not cuts, but just indentations where they had carried the weight of this grown man for so many hours. And they looked at him in disbelief, like, man, what are you talking about? We done walked all this far. He said, yeah, but if you get up on that roof and you cut a hole in it and lower me down, I can see him. And when he see me, it'll be all right. After sitting there and imploring the men, they went up and did just that. And and in the, and in the story that Joel Osteen said, the man was healed. But the point he was making was, he was saying that the closer you get to what it is you really want, the more difficult it's going to become. But you've got to push through. See, if you don't push through, you never know. See, you can't get right to the answer and because it gets really difficult, start creating those little sayings that we got as people. Uh, well, I guess it wasn't meant to be. I, I guess it wasn't the Lord's will. No, man. I guess you should not give up right now. I guess you should keep pressing. I guess you should do more. Because, see, in all of us, in all of us, when you've had enough, I want you to know something. You do have a little bit more. In all of us, you can do one more. You know, that's one of my favorite things, and I heard Joel Osteen say it, and it kind of made me feel good. He said, I always feel like I can do one more anything. And I tell my friends all the time, I can do one more, man. I could do one more day. I can do one more anything. Now, here was the jewel that I never really knew that Joel Osteen uh, and God sent to me. I needed to hear. He said that no matter what you're going through, no matter how long the challenge is you've been facing, 
God has an end date for it all. Did you hear me? No matter what you're going through, no matter what challenge you're facing, no matter what situation you've gotten yourself into, God has an ending date. All you got to do is keep pressing forward. All you got to do is hang in there. All you got to do is don't give up. All you have to do is don't turn back. There is an end date for all of it. Even when you think you've had enough. And boy, have I had this conversation with God on several things that I've been going through. And I'm go- I've even told him, look, I got it, man. He said, just keep hanging on. There is an end date to whatever it is you're going through. There's an end date to your illness, your sickness, your, your, your tired of being tired. There's an end date to this relationship that you can't seem to get through beyond, over, that's, that's a, like a cancer to you. There's an end date, but you've got to hang in there. You've got to keep pushing forward. You cannot turn around. You must not go back because when God gets you through this and you break through to the other side, the reward and the benefit is far greater than the struggle. I oftentimes look at some of the things that God has brought me through in in my worst times. And, And when he brought me through, I went, wow, man. Now that I understand that, now that I'm on the other side and I have the benefit of the reward for it, would you do it all again to get there? Yes, I would. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? May I have your undivided attention, please? Yesterday was a show that we promised you ignorance. We delivered. Today's show, we are all here today. Everybody with all of their deficiencies. Shirley with her bouginess. Whatever. <laughs> Carla with her know every damn thing attitude. Me with my subtle uh, moments of difficulty. Subtle? Subtle <laughs> moments. Damn, that's pretty consistent. Jay, fresh out of chemo. Junior. Is that like straight out of Compton? Yes, it what? Is. Yeah. What? <laughs> like huh? Cycling yeah. off sickle cell. <laughs> what? Uh-uh. And nephew Tommy. Mm. Shout and stupid. Uh-uh. He, he suffers from SNS. Shout and stupid. We are all here today. This show is dedicated to healing because all of us need to be healed from something. Welcome to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Her bouginess, her bouginess, ladies and gentlemen. Shirley Strawberry. Steve, can I? Good morning, darling. Uh, <laughs> when you finish speaking, I got to get it cracking this way because. Okay, cool. Hold on. Carla Pharrell with Know Everything. And don't you forget it. Good morning, everybody. You won't let us. <laughs> right. Little sick boy. Junior uh, boy. Yeah, you know what? Boy. The good thing is, I ain't in there today. 
<laughs> Hello. Oh, the hospital. <laughs> Chemo free. I love it. I'm gonna make in it remission. Except when you're talking to Shirley, <laughs> J. Anthony Brown. What up, man? What up, what up? <laughs> and last but not least, suffering from a severe case of SNS. SNS? Stupid and short. <laughs> Nephew Tommy. I won't be short for you, Dan. Top of the morning. <laughs> and what are you again, right, Shirley, Steve? What are you again? Yeah. What difficult. are you again? Yeah. Difficult. I difficult. suffer from a slight case of difficulties. Slight case. I, I happen slight. to be slight. from time to time difficult to work with, talk to, what? and collaborate what? with. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're just lying. Okay. Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit, though. It ain't much. Right. I eventually come around, but not as much. <laughs> Okay, so Steve, yesterday we had this strawberry letter about this woman whose brother-in-law moved into the house with her and her fiancé, and he was just nasty, straight out nasty. Your response to that letter, talking about that man's feet and his behind smelling, it just prompted so many text messages and tweets and all of that. I'm going to read one quickly that I got. Baby, I ain't never laughed so hard at y'all morning show till this morning. He said feet and booty smell the same as lemon meringue for the roaches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, listen, coming up at 32 minutes after, we'll see what's up with uh, J. Anthony Brown right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so J. Anthony Brown, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good, Shelly. Mr. Straight Out of Chemo. Straight Out of Chemo. That could be a shirt. Hey, Jay, can I ask you a serious question about yes, it, though? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Like, yes, when you, you stop doing chemo, mm-hmm. because you've been on it for a while, is there any, like, do you have, like, a withdrawal from that or anything? Cause it, no, it like no. Just, you just glad as hell. That's all. Well, you glad. What you say, Jay? You just glad you ain't got to take it. You just glad as hell. You ain't got to be stuck. How, would, how would you describe the feeling, though, seriously, Jay? Chemo so people is, who not don't like, know what chemo like. is not like radiation. I think the thing for chemo is that it just it takes your appetite. You know, it, it takes your appetite. It makes you nauseous. You can't eat. That's why I lost all that weight. I didn't want to eat. And you just, it's just, you just feel sick. You just feel sick. You don't have the energy to do pretty much anything. Just sit and lay, lay up or sit in the chair. You just, you can't, wow. you just can't do anything until it's over. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But for you, when you say nauseous, you mean like, you, 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 did you have to throw up? Do you? Just yeah, I threw up. What yeah. was it for you? You threw up okay. a couple times and a lot of a lot of restroom time. A lot of restroom time. I don't know how to. We do this radio, so we. That's have what to you do. be doing. In yeah. there. <laughs> Jay, oh, I, you noticed I haven't there. said one word. Not one. I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I just wanted to. Uh, <laughs> You know, just get clarity, cause I mean, I mean, you know, look, we've been—he's had the best attitude of anybody oh, yeah. that I've ever mm-hmm. seen going through this. Even though I've never been this close to anybody that was doing mm-hmm. chemo, but for him to have the attitude that he had, and you know, we joke about it to you know help him get through it, cause he would rather just laugh his way through it than be miserable. I didn't want people to think that we didn't—we're not sensitive to it. It's just that's the way that Jay asked us to help him cope with it. 
Right. You know, yeah. he would That's rather true. laugh and joke about it than sit up and be miserable. But everybody got to handle it themselves. Like everybody has different symptoms. So I just wanted mm-hmm. to hear his perspective of how he Every, it affects it. people, everybody differently. You know, some people lose all of their hair. I didn't lose um, any hair because I already had a mustache on hold if that had happened. <laughs> we would have never known. You would have never known. I was, I was, you had to lay away. I, I, had, I had made payments on a mustache. I was like, Lord, you can take my eyebrows, you can take my butt hair, but don't, please, Lord, let me, let me have, let me have my mustache. He did. <laughs> let me keep my but, butt hair. Yeah. But, but, Jay, when I you were it. having a bad day, you told us you were having a bad day. Yeah. You just said today well, it was affects a bad day. People differently, and like I said, one thing it affects is it affects family because families don't know what to do for somebody who's having a bad day. There's nothing you can do but leave them alone, and sometimes that affects people. Like, oh, he don't want to be bothered. He's just up there by himself. You know, that's what you want to do. You just want to be alone. You just don't want to. You don't want nobody to talk to him. I'm trying to take some soup. That's how they sound, though. It sounds just like that. It sounds just like that. I try to bring you some soup. And they bring you, it's not that they bring you soup, Steve. They bring your ass a lot of damn soup. <laughs> <laughs> you think you got the flu, Jay? <laughs> it's, like, it's like foot tubs of soup. I'm, like, I'm not going to eat all that damn soup. <laughs> and, and with, with a lid on it. Huh? <laughs> with a lid on it. Now put this in the refrigerator. You, you, you'll have soup for a month. I'm not eating that. <laughs> <laughs> bless so bless our heart, right. this, young, this lady who brought me some soup, man, and it, it had it had stuff in there that you just when you sick, okra and chicken and carrots and pit, when you look at That's it, you're a like, stew. I, oh, yeah, yeah, I can't eat that. I can't, I can't eat that, man. So, yeah. I'm, I, do you understand? I feel like throwing up now. This okra <laughs> in the soup. Oh, okra. okra is not a settle <laughs> your stomach food. Oh, I love okra yeah. too. Oh, I love fried okra. Oh, I love me some. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love okra, okra fried and oh, I love man. it with tomatoes, onions, yes. and uh, churches. Pickles, churches, I don't care. I yeah. Love yeah. 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 I like it slimy. I don't care. I, I do too. Me yeah, too. with you, Shirley. Yeah. With some rice. Yes, Lord. Yes, girl. Oprah and rice. What? Somebody must be country in the group. There must be somebody. A bunch of us. Yeah. All of us. With some rice and some shrimp. And oh, some man. I've never yeah. had it with rice, but okay. You never had it with rice? Excuse me. Excuse me. What? No, I haven't. Sorry. You've never had okra and rice? I've never had it like that. No. Oh, Unc, I motioned for a survey for the people we work with. <laughs> I've never had okay, it like that. I like I'm it, but I've never had it like that. I'm going to take her black card, right? Did we get a black we, card? We, we need the card. Oh, we need that card. Yeah. You never had oxtails? You never had open? Right? Where are you going? Have you ever had chicken feet, Shirley? Uh, no, Jay. Oh, no. Turkey neck. No, nah, I've never had turkey neck. No. Why are y'all? At, why? <laughs> why are y'all asking her booze? Anything. <laughs> Okay, anyway, last one. Chitlins, no chitlins. Yes, of course. I know about those. Did yeah, you have chitlins. them? No, no, no. She said. He said, "Did you have any?" No. He didn't say, "Have sorry. you heard them?" No. I didn't like the smell. Sorry. Wow. Well, I can understand mm. that though. Well, you know that stopped yeah, me. My family would have cussed you out, but for real. If it was, if it was just the smell, I'd stop eating a lot of stuff. But go right ahead, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>
you're cancer free. You're done. Cancer free. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. My what man. do you do now? What do you do now? You can eat normally. Everything's back to. Well, normal. I stop eating. I stop eating uh, meat. I stop eating meat. Beef and uh, beef and pork. I don't eat that anymore. Sometimes I eat fish. And, My and, man. Uh, chicken. Yeah. No chicken. You gotta have chickens to eat. <laughs> Thank you. Like how can you? That's like. <laughs> All right, coming up, uh, nephews. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Run that prank back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, guys, in entertainment news, Whitney Houston's BFF Robin Crawford. Well, she's telling her story now, and... uh, Tell me something good. Uh, good news, LeBron James is building temporary housing for school families. That is, that is absolutely great. good great, news. Uh, we're going to tell you about the, yeah, we're going to tell you about these stories at the top of the hour. But right now, the nephew in the building with Run That Prank Back. What you got for us, Nav? Choir director antics. Choir director antics. Let's take it to the choir. All rise. Let's go. <laughs> Hello, I'm trying to reach Lorenzo. Lorenzo, please. Speaking. That's what I'm calling. Uh, hi, this is, uh, I'm Bernard. I'm giving you a call on behalf of uh, Missionary Baptist Church and uh, doing a follow-up, actually. You, you, you've been uh, the choir director there. Right. Uh, for what, is it uh, close to six years now? Five and a half years, yes. Okay, and, and and from my understanding, you're doing a great job. Everyone seems to love what you're doing on Sunday mornings, which is definitely a blessing for the entire congregation. Right. So what I was giving you a call on is there seems to be a bit of a discrepancy with some of the antics that is going on when you are directing the choir on Sunday mornings. Antics. Say again now. Yeah, no, no, come, no, come again. You said antics. Well, some of the members. Wait, who are you? Once again, I said my my name is Bernard, and I'm actually calling on behalf. Bernard, what? What's your last name? Sir, I'm not. I'm not actually a member of. Uh huh. But I've been asked to give you a call and and bring some things to your attention and 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 deliver the news that the church would like for you to have. Okay. And what news is that? Well, let me let me get back to where I was. I was stating that. Some people in the congregation are actually having a problem with your antics when you're directing the choir, uh, different things that they're not happy with. It is a sorrowful moment, I should say, for me to have to come to you and tell you that, you know, as of today, which is Sunday, we're going to have to um, ask you to step down as the minister of music. Hold on one second. Maybe I'm not hearing you correctly. You have a problem with the Holy Spirit getting a hold of me to direct the choir? Well, it's, it's not necessarily, it's not the Holy Spirit at all. It, you can shout all day. That has nothing to do with it. I guess just different antics that you have, you know, that the congregation is just not. I need you to be a little more clear on what you're saying. Antics. Please tell me what you're saying. So I, is it that my hair is too long? Is it that I look too cute when I'm in the choir? What what is it? So I, I'm not. I don't want to hear be be the one to go tick for tack with you. Like I said, I'm not a member. No, I want you to say it. Please say it. Go ahead. They fired me. They fired me today. I want you to say it, and I want to know if the pastor hired me. Why didn't he fire me? Well, uh, you know, it's it's, it's kind of like a business. You know, it's it's um, the higher ups uh, really really keep their hands clean on these type of things. 
and there's always someone that has to deliver the message, you know. And I, I'm, I, and I, and you know what? And I, I understand that, but I want you to explain to me what antics. Please tell me. Please I, tell me. Uh, sir, I'm not. Uh, listen, I'm not gonna sit no, here. No, 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 no. You call to deliver the news. I need to know what answer. Okay. Are you wearing different ha- hairstyles every other Sunday? Is, is 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 your hair just completely different? And, and I go to the damn beauty shop every Saturday morning. I want to look cute just like everybody else want to look cute on Sunday morning. But, yes, I do. Right, right. You got a problem with that? I, sir, like I said, I'm just a messenger. I don't have a problem with what. You know you're doing well. Who had a problem with you? Evidently, people. I just them helpful good now that I'm looking better than. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let Let me go ahead and, and ask you something else. Mm-hmm. Are you wearing blue um, contact lenses? I had on gray today. My damn suit was gray, so I had on gray. Tonight, when I'm going back for the musical, I'm gonna have on green. You, you was gonna so wear that's green. The Wait, wait, wait. Sir, you, Lorenzo, you were going to wear green contact lenses? You damn stupid. Okay, well, are they prescribed? They prescribed if I bought them. See, sir, Lorenzo, these are the type of antics that they're talking about. So, y'all, I want you to see it. I want you to see it. Y'all say it. Please say it. I, I didn't. I, <laughs> say it. That's, 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 that, that never was stated, uh, Lorenzo. But you asked me about my contacts. You asked me about my hair. Right, but I didn't ask you about anything else, though, Lorenzo. I, uh, well, I, I just want you to get to the uh, point, please, sir. Please. So, uh, are you representing the church or what? Are you in the HR department? I don't understand. I actually speak on behalf of, of Pastor. Okay. Well, I tell you what, you tell to call me himself because I'm going to show up at the musical tonight and I'm going to have my green contacts on with my green suit. Lorenzo, I'm asking you now not to show up for the actual musical tonight. And if I show up, what's going to happen? You definitely won't be. You, you what, what's what? going to happen if I show up? Y'all going to put me out? We can't put you out of the Lord's house, but what we you won't be playing or participating in the musical. Y'all trying to crucify me. Ain't, ain't nobody, nobody's trying to crucify yeah, you. Yeah, y'all trying to crucify me. Okay, you know I'm what? I'm not going to go back I, and I'm forth. I'm too cute. I, I'm too cute for all of y'all. That's what the problem is. Hey, look, I don't have all day. I'm passing on the, the message, and that's clear. I'm just letting you understand that your your job is completely terminated at this point. Is that understood? Hell no. I'm coming to the program tonight, and I'm going to turn that I, I've been a member of that for five and a half years, and we're going to do it right. I'll let you know who I am. Wait, wait. This is what all this it's all about. It's about your antics. That's what it's about. Your antics. My antics. This is what the congregation is talking about. You did you just hear what you said? You said talk to me face to face. Y'all point fingers at me. So I'm not pointing the finger at you, sir. Yeah, you yeah yeah you point them at me. I, I tell you what. Hold on one second. I'm call. Wait just a minute. I got one more thing to say before you do that. Are you listening to me? Yeah, I'm listening to your Sir, you're not going to talk to me in that tone. Are you listening? You, you didn't call and disrespect me with my answer. I got one more thing I want to say to you. Are you listening? I'm listening. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your entire mass choir. What? Nephew who? This is, <laughs> this is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Lord have mercy. <laughs> let, let me hang up my house phone. I can, I, I'm calling pastor right now. <laughs> you lousy. <laughs> I want to know who put you up to. <laughs> you all right, man? Hell no, I ain't all right.
Well, Lorenzo, look here. Turn it out, because they tell me you know how to turn a church out on Sunday morning. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. You all right? I need you to call me before you ask. <laughs> That's what you need to do. Okay, man. I got one more question for you. What is, man, what is the baddest, I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning Show. That's Man, you have it right there. That is choir director antics right there. That's what that is. That's great. That's great. All right. Mm. All right. Thank you, Nev. Coming up at the top of the hour, entertainment and national news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, first in today's entertainment news, Whitney Houston's BFF, Robin Crawford. We all remember her from back mm-hmm. in the day with when Whitney first started. Uh, she's now saying she had a physical relationship with Whitney. Robin, who made the revelation in her book, A Song for You, My Life with Whitney Houston, says she met the then 16-year-old Whitney back in 1980 at a summer camp and that their friendship quickly turned physical and romantic. Robin told NBC News in a new interview, it wasn't planned, it's just something that happened. Over the next two years, Robin explains Whitney told her they had to stop seeing each other as she felt it would sink her music career. And on top of that, Robin says there was family pressure. People yeah. heard that. People Whatever, seen baby. that. People don't care. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I know I didn't. I was Whatever. too. Yeah, That's an old rumor yeah. anyway. It's an old rumor. So. Yeah. 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 So yeah. she's coming out. I ain't never heard it, she... and I have never heard it before, and do not oh, give know. a damn. Mm-hmm. And that's her truth. And a lot of people agree like now with you, time. Steve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if it is, so what? No. And that's another thing. So no. what? And, so and, what? And they're saying, why now? You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why? Because it's a money-making opportunity. Mm-hmm. It ain't got nothing yeah. to do with my truth. You can tell your right. truth. You could have been told your truth. There's a way to make money now. Come on, man. I don't care what you do. That's your business. Mm-hmm. But now all of a sudden, you need to sell books. So now here comes yeah. the story. There's a time for everything. Put it out. Hey, right. hey, hey, your truth could have been free on the internet. You ain't had to put it in a book that's for sale. Could have Skype mm. it. Mm-hmm. Text. Hello. Yeah. If you, if it's truth you want to tell, you can tell it now. Instagram. Yeah. Church. Go to the altar. Oh, uh-huh. testimony. Take it to the altar. Is, is there anyone here that has anything to say? I do. Okay. Yes, uh, I have something to confess. I've been giving a lot of soup lately, and I'm just tired of it. Just so much soup, Pastor. So much soup. Hey, man, did you see that? Did you see that uh, thing that went viral? This lady stood up at testimonial and no. was in church and started oh, yeah. talking about her sexual escapades. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. But graphically, though? Yes, yes, what? yes. Yeah. I, was, yes. I was hollering. Because the much. dude that gave her the mic, he went, God, dog. <laughs> but how, you, how would you know that she's going to say something? You have you no know. idea what they're going to say. Yeah, yeah so. No. No, that's why I need yeah. a screening process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of church, they make sure that the deacon or whatever holds the mic just so you gotta hold that mic. Don't ever give hold that mic. Don't give your mic up. Yeah, no. no. Give that mic Don't up. That's never the first give your rule of show, but do not yeah. give your mic up. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, and back to Robin Crawford. Uh, she also writes of Whitney's crush on Eddie Murphy, saying she was interested in Eddie, but uh, he was elusive, and that Eddie did. 
call Whitney to tell her she was making a mistake marrying Bobby Brown. So there you go. That's all wow, in her book. Wow. Now. It's all in her yeah, book. She yeah. done it all, ain't she? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, everybody told her that. What? Yeah. What, Steve? <laughs> that ain't <What>? news. <laughs> yeah. Everybody yeah. told her. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> told her that. That ain't no damn Now, that part she ain't know. lying about. <laughs> yeah. She telling the truth. Yeah. I, I said it, you and said we it. ain't even free. Eddie Murphy, Bill Murphy, David Murphy, yeah. Kenny Murphy, all of them. That's funny, Steve. Everybody told her that. Quincy right, Jones. <laughs> we, love, we love you, Bobby. We love you, Bobby. We love oh, you. yeah. <laughs> You know Definitely. Love, love Bobby Brown. We did say it, though. <laughs> <laughs> truth, truth, and that's our truth. That's our truth, Jay. <laughs> That'll be in our book. Yeah. All right. Um, time for today's headlines, too. Let's get to it, Steve. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Uh, thank you very much, everybody, and good morning. This is Antrip with the news, everybody. The public phase of the House impeachment inquiry into President Trump begins in earnest next week with the House Intelligence Committee holding public hearings with a number of American diplomats. The president suspected of trying, of course, to strong-arm Ukrainian officials into investigating Joe Biden and his son Hunter with the threat of the loss of very valuable military aid. In the transcript of his earlier testimony, by the way, to House impeachment investigators, a deputy assistant secretary of state named George Kent discussed discusses his concerns about how President Trump and his personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, were trying to force Ukraine into launching an investigation to Joe and Hunter and to make a big announcement about it. Chicago's head of police, Eddie Johnson, says he's retiring after more than three years as Chi-Town superintendent of police. Johnson took the job during an especially violent chapter in Chicago's history and amid the public outcry over that release of that video showing the outright murder of a black teenager named Laquan McDonald by a white cop who shot him six 16 times and then tried to claim that he did it because he felt threatened, despite the fact that the video shows Laquan walking away from him and not toward him. Police Superintendent Eddie Johnson oversaw a significant drop in violent crime, all the while hearing the president berate him and his town. So Johnson refused to attend last week's top cop confab in Chicago. Of course, his absence didn't go unnoticed. Taking a toll on my health. More than anyone else, this person should be here because maybe he could learn something. And that's the superintendent of Chicago police, Eddie Johnson. Here's a man that could not bother to show up for a meeting of police chiefs, most respected people in the country, in his hometown, and with the president of the United States. And you know why? It's because he's not doing his job. Well, Chief Johnson says he did do his job and at great personal cost. Taking a toll on my health, my family, my friends. But my integrity remains intact. And I'm proud of what the department has accomplished during my tenure. Chief Johnson passed out during a press conference two years ago, admitted to health problems, and had to undergo a kidney transplant. He is ill. In Louisiana, authorities say that a white woman was fatally shot after charging at a black police officer with scissors, calling him the N-word. And the officer, Patrick Edmonds Jr., has been cleared of any wrongdoing once folks saw the tape. Funerals have begun in Mexico for the victims of what police feel was a gangland shooting of three American women and six children in a horrific case, they say, of mistaken identity. Today, National Cook Something Good Day. Today, we're going to do some oven-roasted chicken wing. Good. We got Mm. some soy sauce. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, uh, Jay is here. Uh, we're so happy when you're here with us, Jay. That means you're healthy and good. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, Jay, I don't know where you find the time, but oh. uh, apparently oh. you've written another book. Another book, yes. What is this, your eighth? You what was that, like, that Tommy? What was that? What was how many books you got, Jay? How many books you got? Did you just blow your lips? I love that. I love it. By 11. I got by 11 books. Oh, it's 11 now. By 11. But this is my newest book. This is my newest book. While I was in chemo, I put this together. The name of the book is very catchy. You'll catch on it. Sometimes kin folks ain't worth a damn, or you can use the S word. That's the title of the book. <laughs> One more time. Sometimes kin folks ain't worth a damn, or you can use the S word. So that's, that's, that's in the title, too. That's the title of the book, and there's several chapters in there that everybody who has kin folks can relate to in this book. Come on, book. boy. My new book called Sometimes Kim Folks Ain't Worth a Damn or You Can Use the S Word. Chapter one, <laughs> just because you got a big house, they think they can show up and stay for free. That's chapter one. That's chapter <laughs> one. Chapter one. cracking. Oh, man. That, 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 ooh. Chapter two, I kind of get into some personal stuff. Like, they think your house is storage. Let me put something in your garage for a couple of days. I mean, yeah. It's been in there eight months now. It ain't moved. You know, it's yeah. a whole car they, that's they covered up. about it. <laughs> I don't even know what it is myself. I ain't lift it up. I don't know that. Chapter three. Uh, okay, this is a, if you have a big house, uh, uh, kinfolk get confused in my new book. Sometimes kinfolk can work for damn, and you can use the S word. They think... <laughs> They think you're the daddy. What they don't understand is you're the granddaddy, not the daddy. You're the granddaddy. Yeah. Some of those problems. Oh, this book have, is personal. This is personal. Yeah. Some of those problems need to go to the daddy, not the granddaddy. Okay. Right. They need to go right to the daddy. Okay. Uh, right. Uh, oh, yeah. this Who is a made? good chapter. If you, uh, my book, my new book called "Sometimes Kim Folks Ain't Worth a Damn." Or you can use the S word. Uh, they think you a bad guy if you don't babysit. I don't babysit, okay? I, I smoke things. I do things that shouldn't be around kids. And and when you come yeah. back, he going to have a whole different attitude if you leave him here, okay? If he's here, yeah. he going he gonna to be a He's going to be hungry. He's going to be sleepy. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You're going to come pick up a little attic is what you're going to do. Yeah. He gonna do what you do. In my new book, in my new book, sometimes Ken Ford going with a damn or you can use the S word. <laughs> they think you a finance company. That's my book. That's my book. There's several chapters in there to be yeah. out. Soon, uh, sometimes Ken Fulton and Wolfram Dammer, you can use the S word. Check it out, my new book. Yeah. Well, I, and I, I think will that's going to be a bestseller. Yeah. It's going to be. It. It's going to mm-hmm. be. It's going to be. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. I love it, Jay. <laughs> I'm about All right, coming up copies. at 34 <laughs> after the hour. Thank you, Jay. Uh, still trending. Uh, T.I. is facing backlash about some of his parenting choices. We're going to talk about that right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, T.I.'s entire family turned into a trending topic when he revealed a very questionable parenting uh, strategy. Tip talked on the Ladies Like Us podcast about the length he goes to to uh, help make sure his 18-year-old daughter, Deja, remains a virgin. 
Uh, T.I. says that he and his daughter take yearly trips to the gynecologist to check her hymen to see if it's still intact. Uh, well, yeah, uh, T.I. is still facing some backlash on social media for his comments, and people are saying T.I. is controlling. Uh, or would he give the same scrutiny to one of his sons of the Probably same not. age? Probably That's going to be different. So, yeah. so, and why is that different? It's a double standard. So do you guys, all of you guys... Uh, have daughters, with the exception of you, of course, Junior. Yeah. Uh, so there's a double standard of parenting boys and girls, and there always has been. What do you guys think? That's a lot. I mean, that is the conversation with my son is totally different from the conversation mm-hmm. with my daughter. You have with your daughter, right? I'm, I'm, okay. I'm very protective of her, so that's going to be different. Not that I'm not protective, but of that's, my son. that's two point. different conversations. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it's the whole point of the, of the question, the double standard. Because sometimes men Why have the attitude okay? that they that they um, applaud little boys or boys right. in terms of their escapades right. and then very protective of girls. So it, it exactly. is a double standard. Yeah. And why is that? that? I don't. I couldn't tell you. It started yeah. long before me, Shirley. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and why is that? And do you think that? You know, I didn't just start it. I don't. Go ahead. You know, see. I don't What's know. I don't really care about what comment T.I. made. I really, really don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of took it as a tongue-in-cheek type thing he was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it is the reality of what he does, I mean, that's his who parent. am I? Mm-hmm. Who am I? You know, that's how he chooses to parent. But, you know, you can't watch them always, and, you know, yeah. they're going to leave the house. And when they leave the house, they're going to make decisions, man. And, you, and, and to the best of your parenting ability, what I've had to learn over the years is when one of my kids make a mistake, I also remember the fact of how many I made. I made, yeah. Yes. I think yes. of how many I made, and then mm-hmm. I immediately start to understand that they're going to make them too. And they can go against the very best of your parental skills and teachings. You're right. they just making that decision, and there's nothing you could do about it. Not so I'm not really mad at what T.I. said no. at all. Hmm. You know, I've never done that, but... You know, if that's his thing, man, I mean, go ahead. Can I speak on behalf of some, a lot of ignorant men, maybe? Mm. Who, who, is who is Hyman? Who is Hyman? Who is he? Who is Hyman? I, I thought I couldn't so. be top that stupid, boy. That boy just stepped up in there now. But he's on, on your team. He's the president and he CEO on my team. of your team. <laughs> who, is, who is this guy Hyman? And <sighs> what is he doing? In the room. Some I, of us need to go back to health class. <laughs> <laughs> he missed that whole week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Oh, man. So, the daughters uh, are different, partner. The daughters are different. Hands on. Oh, uh, yeah. You just and all you young men that's listening, uh-huh. all young men that's listening, <laughs> I'm ready to put the orange jumper on any day mm. it go down. I'm just letting yeah. you know. I'm well, ready that- to put the jumper on. And is that because you guys are guys and you know what you're thinking about these we know ladies what we did. as to we know, why we know, we know, we did. You know what you did <laughs> as to why you don't want her dealing or, or, or your daughter's dealing with guys at that age? There's not a guy that Steve. my daughter was with that you didn't look at him like, what, what, what's, what's up with you? Like, really, mm-hmm. what's up with you? Do you figure right. out? I mean, look, we, we know what yeah. all of them want anyway mm-hmm. when they come mm-hmm. over to the house. Mm-hmm. We already know what you want. Right. All this, mm-hmm. I love your daughter. No, you don't. Not like I do. Uh-huh. So I already right. know what you okay. want, and my job uh-huh. is just to make it, uh, well, when they lived at home, mm-hmm. my job was to make it as difficult 
<laughs> for them, I was not easy. You don't feel welcome over at his house. You know. So if y'all downstairs kissing real hard, you're gonna be doing it with a lot of nervous tension. Kissing real hard. Yeah, it's gonna be tight. Yeah, it's gonna be tight. You're gonna you're gonna chip your tooth trying to break away. All right, guys. Well, thank you. Uh, you can post your comments on parenting and double standards and all that at Steve Harvey Who is FM. Who is uh, on Facebook and Instagram? Stop. Coming up next, uh, today's prank phone call with the nephew. Right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject, living with another man's wife. Mm. Uh, we're going to get to the prank call in a moment with the nephew, but you guys had more to speak on this T.I. Uh, double standard uh, situation that we were discussing earlier. I'm, I, you know, look, I think T.I. is damned if he do and damned if he don't. Right. You know, people always got something to say about something. If a man taking his daughter down to the gynecologist, he's controlling, he's insensitive. Uh, yeah, I think he is being controlling. I mean, how else do you help keep a grip on the situation? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us as men, we know what the boy wants when he come over mm-hmm. and doggone it. Like, look, man, until them girls move out the house, I made it as hard as I possibly could on every boy that came to the house. I know what you want, partner. Yeah, because I've been you. I know exactly what you in here for. Mm -hmm. My job is to be the gatekeeper. That's all I got to say to you, partner. How many fathers that aren't there at all? You know, he's there Mm -hmm. with his daughter. Man, y'all get mad at because he dad. He's doing what he He's an active right. father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He and his mm-hmm. kids' lives. Now, if you think that's too much, you can have the right to think it's too much. But yeah. I tell you what, I'd rather parent be too much than absent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Steve. You. Yeah, at least you can drop the here. mic on that one. Yeah. Yeah. And not mm-hmm. only am I the gatekeeper, there's cameras on these gates and all around this house. <laughs> 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 I don't miss a moment. I'm just letting you know. I'm watching. Before you you pull up, there's a camera on this gate, buddy. I love it. Let's go, nephew. All right, nephew. All right, let's get it, baby. Lunchtime date is the prank of the day. Lunchtime date. Let's go, cat dog. Hello? Hey, I'm trying to speak to, uh, I'm trying to speak to Alan. Yeah, this is Alan. Who's this? Hey, Alan. Yo, this is Derek, man. Check this out, bro. Uh, you, you are Rachel's, uh, Rachel's husband, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's my baby. What's up? Something wrong? No, 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 no. I work, this, like I said, this is Derek, man. I work with your wife, Rachel. Right. You, you, you a supervisor or something? I mean, is this about work or something? I mean, she doing a good job and everything. She ain't better no, get Oh, no, 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 no. Everything's straight, man. Ain't nothing wrong with the job. Everything's cool with the job. This, this right here, man, is... Like, it, what I noticed, man, and, it's, you know, it just seems like every single day, you know, while she's on her lunch break, uh-huh. it seems like, you know, you would call and and and, uh, and then block up the whole hour of her lunch break. And actually, you know, just be real, man, I'm just trying to come correct with you. It just seems like you just cut in on all the time that I have that I have with her. Well, you know what I'm saying? Well, whoa, 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 hold, hold, hold up, homie. Hold up, hold up, bro. Wait, you, what the f*** are you doing <laughs> At lunch with my lady, son. No, no, like I say, we, you know, we just we just spending time, you know, doing lunchtime. But it just seems so rude, you know that rude, rude, rude. You you okay? First of all, that's my lady. Okay, I can call her whenever the I feel like calling her. That's I pay for that phone bill. I bought that iPhone five. I could get the, call her whenever I please. All right. Secondly, you ain't got no business 
being with a married woman alone at lunch. This ain't no date. Y'all supposed to be at work. No, no we are at work. We co we, like I say, we co-workers, you know? It seemed like half the whole time I'm sitting in front of her, you know, we're supposed to be having lunch together, and, and she's talking to you the whole time. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Okay, what, what, what's your name again, bro? My name's Derek. Derek, Derek, all right, Derek, you work at the same building now? Okay, you, you at work right now, huh? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm here at the job. I mean, y'all work in the same flow, because I'm finna come see you. You seem about to jump off way, way different for you, straight up. Okay, so, dog, let, let me ask you something, man. What is the big deal... I'm just trying to, okay, you act like you don't see her, you act like you don't see her when she get home, you know, so so why is it so important that you waste a whole hour of lunchtime holding her down? Ain't I, ain't, I ain't wasting my, I'm talking to my lady, okay, you understand that? Why don't you go out there and get and then you ain't got to worry about sitting up in front of my lady. That's my wife. I walk down the aisle with that. We got kids. We got a house. We take care of this She helped me hold it down in this You, you, you ain't you know, it's like you. You don't ever want to come in and do, but they got. They always want to come in and somebody else's wife and. Why don't you do this? Take 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 this advice and see what it works how it works for you. Go to the club, church, library, grocery store, wherever the find your at, and you get you a chick. You date her for a minute. You court her for a minute. You romance her for a minute. That's what real men do. You know what I'm saying? That's what I did. That's how I got my my. Rachel, that's the that's my heart. You trying to sit up there in front of lunch with her every day for the past year? <laughs> I tell you what, bro. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow, but soon, soon you are gonna see me. Me, and you gonna have none of this phone conversation. This gonna be a face to face. Hey, hey you. dude, dude. All, all of, hey man. What? I ain't trying to come between y'all at all. No, all you know. Okay, like I'm saying, I'm not trying to come between y'all. I'm just saying it's every day you call it, man. What do you want? Wife supposed to talk to every god day. That's what a real do. You don't know about that because you a you ain't no real. All you know about is trying to holler at some street. You don't know what it is to put in work like a real man do to actually hold down a home, pay the bills, everything, the family, the kids, and fixing the yards and fences and. You don't know nothing about that. All you know about is being a roach. Wife can't even go to work without like you trying to step to her and don't make no goddamn sense. But that's okay. Like I promise you, I'm gonna be there. You're gonna see me, and I'm gonna see you. You know, I tell you what, this is how this gonna go. It may not be tonight, but it's definitely not gonna go past tomorrow. Between now and then, you're gonna see me, and I'm gonna see you. And I can't hold on, hold on, hold on. Say, say, what you what you, you say? Tired me. It's gonna. I will come see your. By tomorrow, son. Me and you, Derek. That's your name, right, Derek? My, my, name, my, my name is Derek. Yes. I'm a f you gon' always want to be both smiley face in my wife's face. I'm gonna deal with Rachel when I see her. You can please believe that. Please believe that. Talk to her about her little friend at lunch and like that. How how get my number anyway? So I got your number out of Rachel's phone, but that's beside the point. Man. What's wrong with my phone? Y'all ain't that. Cool. I don't think I, I ain't never heard of no Darius before today. And all of a sudden, you calling me talking about you was at lunch every day with my wife and you. No, 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 it's a friendly lunch date, is what it is. Friendly, 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 I know, I know about you. how you is do friendly. I know about all that. You ain't fooling me. I know like you who prey on married women all the time because they like you. But that, like I said, it's gonna change. I promise you. Okay, dog. Here's here's what you don't know. What you don't know is is Tommy. Tommy be pushing up on him more than me. Who the f Tommy, Tommy, who the f who the f Tommy, Tommy, 
Tommy is always pushing up on her. Tommy the one you need to be worried about. You have Tommy. Who the f***? Who the Tommy any Dog, dog, dog. Nephew Tommy, man. Check this out. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your wife, Rachel, got me to prank phone call you. Oh, I can't believe y'all did this to me, man. Oh, man. I'm going to come down and f*** for me. You all right, man? Man, I am now. I was going to come burn that building down. You don't even know. Man, all right, Pete, Pete Tommy, this, this is my prediction. Somebody going to f*** you up. For real. Y'all, you just you play too much, man. Y'all tripping. Uh, hey, man, check it out. You got to tell me this, man. What is the baddest radio show in the land? Only the Steve Harvey Morning Show, man. Of course. <laughs> All right, let me get this in here. The Comedy Laugh Fest is coming your way. Comedy Laugh Fest. Fest, all right? That's December 27th all the way through the 31st. The 27th is at Eagle Bank Arena. That's the DMV, baby. D.L. Hughley, Eddie Griffin, Dion Cole, Tommy Davidson, and hosted by yours truly, Nephew Tommy. On the 28th, uh-oh, Chicago, Illinois, Win Trust Arena, Cedric the Entertainer, D.L. Hughley, Eddie Griffin, Dion Cole, and hosted by that one, that one, Nephew Tommy. That's the 27th to 28th. Go to my website, thomasmiles.com. And you can see, we're coming to Atlanta. We're going to New Orleans and ending it up New Year's Eve, Houston, Texas, baby. Thomas Miles got thomasmiles.com. Get all the details. Uh-oh, I'm with the big boys. All right, those will be great shows. Uh, coming up in the Strawberry Letter, subjects living with another man's wife. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to Steve Harvey FM and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now, today. Yeah. Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the Strawberry Letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, living with another man's wife. Dear Stephen Shirley, I've been married a little over a year now, and this is my second marriage. Since the wedding, my husband and I have been searching for a new church home that we mutually agreed on. We visited churches and settled at a church close to our home uh, with a good, stern pastor. We loved his preaching style and felt really welcome there until one Sunday when the pastor's message was so crazy that it sent my husband into a frenzy. The pastor preached about marriage and stated that anyone that has been married more than once is going straight to hell if the person gets re and if the person gets remarried, the new spouse is going to hell too. Pastor said that God only recognizes one marriage and there is no such thing as divorce ever. My husband took the message literally, and on the way home, he said the pastor was speaking directly from the Bible. I showed my husband the exact scripture in the Bible, and it didn't say anything about anyone burning in hell. (laughs) Even still, my husband believed what the pastor said, and he told me, he had been uh, he had a bad feeling about me on our wedding day, so that must have been why. 
I was blindsided because I thought our marriage was great and he was happy with me. My husband's distanced himself from me and we stopped having any type of intimacy. I refused to go back to the church, but my husband loves it. The final straw was last week when he came home and said the pastor asked him if he was still living with another man's wife. I gave my husband an ultimatum to either leave the church or leave our home. Because of this wacky pastor, my marriage is in shambles. I want to get my marriage back on track, but I don't know how. Is this worth fighting for, or is my husband losing his mind like the pastor? Please help. Well, I, I mean, this is only worth... Huh? This is a good-ass letter. Yeah, this is a good letter. <laughs> this is a really good letter. Uh, you ask if, if this is worth fighting for. I say it's worth fighting for if you want to save your marriage. You said you want to, to, to set your marriage back on track. The problem is you can't be the only one fighting in a two-person marriage. You just can't. Uh, your husband uh, doesn't seem to want anything like that. He has distanced himself from you. You've stopped having any type of intimacy. Uh, your husband loves this church with this crazy pastor, and uh, the pastor is all up in your marriage, too. Uh, you were right to give your husband an ultimatum in, the, in this case, either leave the church or, or, or leave your home. Um, and your marriage is in shambles because your husband is following this pastor and not following God as he should and as the Bible states. So uh, is this worth fighting for? I would say no at this point because uh, your husband even said he had a bad feeling about you on his wedding day. Wow. All right. <laughs> this this is not good, okay, for any marriage that's trying to survive. This is not good. Your husband um, needs to be uh, with this pastor, apparently, uh, in this church, because that sounds like he wants where he wants to be and not with you in this marriage and fighting for this marriage. I don't think you have anything to fight for here. Steve? Wow. This letter right here. This is just not good. Uh, you've been married a little over a year now. Uh, this is your, your husband's second marriage. And this is my husband's second marriage. Uh, we've been searching for a new church home. We mutually agreed upon. I guess so y'all both met uh, the pastor here and thought it was cool to the sermon. Uh, we loved his preaching style. It felt really good. Until one Sunday, the pastor's message uh, threw your husband into something. The pastor told about marriage and stated that anybody that's been married more than once is going straight to hell. This part of the letter affected me deeply. Wait. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yes. This Part of the letter affected me deeply. <laughs> and I can't go on right now. Because this man, this pastor said and stated that anyone that has been married more than once is going straight to hell. That's messed up, Pastor. Yeah. That's messed up. Because right now, three of us on this show is gone. <laughs> Hey, we how do you think here. I felt? Yeah, right, I've been divorced. Shirley, <laughs> no, that's why I, I thought it was just three of us that's been yeah. married more than once, me, you, and Jay. Mm -hmm. So we gone. Yeah. That's disheartening. 
It's as hard as I'm trying to be a better person and a better Christian, now you done told me I don't care what I do, I'm going to hell. Mm. So there is no forgiveness. Mm. There's no mercy. There's more. There's no grace. There is Favor. no he died for our sins. Right. Come it on. ain't none of that. All of y'all has been married more than <laughs> once going straight to hell. Hell hound. <laughs> well, I want to say that's all I got for this letter, but I got to do some more. Straight to hell. Pastor said that God only recognizes one marriage and there is no such thing as divorce. Okay, cool. Let's say God only recognizes one marriage. Can I pick the one he look at? <laughs> I'm with you on that one, Steve, when you're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's go. All right, listen. We'll have just hold it right there, Steve. We'll have part two of your response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Subject, uh, living with another man's wife coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. Woo! Uh, I guess we're in hell right now. Uh, subject, living with another man's wife. <laughs> living with another man's wife. Here's this woman been married to this man a little over a year. And uh, they struggled trying to find themselves a nice little church home, so they finally found one that they agreed on and settled that church close to their house. A good, stern pastor. We loved his preaching style. It said it felt uh, really welcome now. Well, until one Sunday, the pastor message was so crazy, sent your husband into a frenzy. The pastor preached about marriage, and stated that anybody that has been married more than once is going to hell, and if the person gets remarried, the new spouse is going to hell too. Ooh. Oh, well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get past it, Steve. Yeah, well, damn, dog. Well, damn. <laughs> Man, I'm just sitting here. <laughs> you know, yeah. I done let him into my life, my heart. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you know, damn. I'm, Feeling pretty strong about myself, getting myself together spiritually. And you just told me I'm going to hell anyway. Mm, mm, mm. Well, Pastor, that's where you're wrong because you don't know about God's mercy, yeah. his acts of forgiveness. And you don't think that uh, he puts into account the fact that we we make mistakes, that people have a chance to get over their mistakes. Well, your husband took the message literally, and on the way home, he said the pastor was speaking directly from the Bible. I showed my husband the exact scripture in the Bible. It didn't say anything about anybody burning in hell. Even still, my husband lead that the pastor said he told me he had a bad feeling about me on our wedding day. Crazy. Influence. (laughs) They've been married over a year. (laughs) He told his wife, after going to this crazy church, I had a bad feeling about us on that wedding day. That's why you don't follow man. And then said, so that must have been why. Uh-huh. I was blindsided because I thought our marriage was great. He was happy with me. My husband distanced himself from me, and we stopped having into any type of intimacy. I refused to go back to the church, but my husband loves it. Final straw. I, I'm going to tell I got to tell you something, man. You don't... It, the relationship you just do, it don't seem real. Uh, 
Uh, healthy ain't the word for it. Mm-hmm. I, I just think he. Can I tell you what I think? Yes. I think your husband was just looking for an out. Oh, man. I think he was just looking for an out. I think he was unhappy and found a way. She, He listened to the pastor that said, if you've been in one argument and you've remarried, you're going to hell. Now, that's alarming. So, but there you have it. That's it. I can't really... I can't really say anything because it doesn't make any sense. What church is this? Get out. Yeah. I don't know what church this is. It's the wrong church, man. God is a forgiving God. Even right. with his commandments, he's still a forgiving God. Yes, yeah. yes, and we're under grace. I just yes. don't believe that a person can make a mistake, ask for forgiveness, recover, and now you can't go to heaven because you've been married more than once? <laughs> Man, no, technically, no. I'd have been yeah. in hell a long time ago. Yeah. Can I, can I ask Me since question? 2007. I have a question. If you, if you get married more than once and you're going to hell, does your exes go to hell too? Because I told them to go to hell when we, when we, when we got divorced. I, I, I do remember those words coming out. They'll be there when you get there, yeah. Jay. Yeah. They'll be there when so you get there. So I should there. meet them there. They you should, a seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm just clearing yeah. it up. Yeah. You have any idea with this new breaking news? Yeah. I crowded hell fishing to be Okay. It's, it's going to be some pastors down there. It's going to be some pastors. Yeah. No, Tommy. Her, her Tommy, it's going to be a lot of pastors down there. Yes. I know a lot of pastors that's gotten divorces. Yeah. That's Absolutely. messed up, lady. But he's Everybody want to hear this damn letter? He's you need a new church. This pastor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely yeah. Need a new and church. the Bible clearly states don't don't follow man. You know, you yeah, gotta you need a new go with God's home. power. You know, not man's wisdom. Come on. But it does explain why Jesus never got married. It does explain <laughs> a lot of that. He right was there. single. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus ain't gonna do it. <laughs> wow. <sighs> Yeah, Man, this is crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, that's that no He's sense. looking for a way out. He found it and he. No, seriously. It. Mm-hmm. When the pastor came up with the this a bad but, he found her out. That was it. He, that he hit found her out. Yeah. But he's now still going no to the Now the no sex and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, he still, but he found her out. Mm-hmm. And he going to ride that out. Now they ain't having sex. He having sex somewhere. He had a bad feeling about me on our wedding day over a year ago. All right, uh, thank you guys. Uh, post right. your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook, and don't forget to check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Now, coming up at forty-six after the hour, you know what time it is? It's time for pimping. 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 <laughs> it's week ten with the NFL picks coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, pimping, guys. Pimping is here with week 10 of the NFL picks. Let's go. <laughs> That's how you know. Yeah, here he come. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. What's that? What's that? What's up, everybody? I like how you walk to the side, pimping. 
Yeah. You like that? I, I, I lead with my left uh. shoulder. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, pimps come in. I don't square up like that. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Hey, what's, hey, hey, what's going on, Shirley? What's up? Hello, Pimpin. How you doing? I know that's right. What's up, Chocolate? What's going on, Pimpin? How you doing? Ain't nothing. You the man with the voices after my heart. What's up, Junior? <laughs> Pimpin', my hero, man. I love when you show up, boy. Your voice just do it to me, doggy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's good. perfect. It's got pimp wrote on over it. I'm going to get that one day, Pimpin'. Yeah. <laughs> you a pimpin' training. Ain't no doubt about that. What's up? Hey, Jay, what's happening, man? What's up, Pimpin'? You shop today, man. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what? You know what? Whoa, whoa. I figured I'd do this, you know, just uh-huh. for like, you know, in between. You know, I had to do it now because if I do it uh-huh. around Christmas, people going to get a little ticked off. Uh-huh. I found uh-huh. out because, you know, you know, that Peter is out there, you know, Peter, the people <laughs> with the ethical treatment of animals. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I'm scared of uh, people, uh, people with the ethical treatment of people. <laughs> Uh-huh. That's what I'm scared of. Cause this coat right here yeah. gonna bring uh-huh. that group out. Yeah, what is that? What is that? What is that? You ain't never seen this before, you. What is it? Yeah. What is it, Pimpin? My entire, my entire coat is. Me. <laughs> this him? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. The one you're wearing is uh-huh. made out of elves. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did you hear Tommy? Uh oh, did you hear yeah. Tommy? I know he upset because it them, them was his people. But I couldn't help it. Man. Oh, coat made out yeah. of hell. Oh, yeah, these oh, all God. these is elves. Huh? Just little ass elves, man. I got about it, it took about sixty of them to make this coat. Oh, you yeah, stole you, you gonna get some calls on that you one. Stole <laughs> all right, uh, take. Take us out, Pimper. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back with the NFL picks. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. Uh, come on, Pimpin, with that I'm coat. Back. Uh, What's up? Uh, thank you, Shirley. <laughs> it uh, took 75 L's to make this coat. <laughs> oh. That's but funny. but I want you to know something though. That you know I'm like good. I'm ethical, so they was like old oh, elves. They was they was almost out of there. <laughs> they was almost out of there. All right, Pippin, let's go, big dog. You ready? Baltimore Ravens will be in Cincinnati playing the Bengals. Baltimore over the Bengals. Bengals ain't gonna win no games this year. They worse than the Browns. Detroit Lions headed to Chicago to play the Bears. Oh, that's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be. I got to go with Detroit though. Okay, Detroit it is. New York Giants are in New York playing the Jets. Ain't that a worthless game right now? <laughs> Who finna watch that game? Uh, if somebody uh, uh, New York New is York gonna watch is. that game. Probably All New of New York. Jets got more to prove. I'ma go with the Jets. Jets it is. All right. Kansas City Chiefs on their way to Tennessee to play the Titans. Kansas City, even without Mahomes. That's right, baby. Arizona Cardinals headed to Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers. Yeah, they're going to get them. You know, Jameson down there, I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Can't be doing that good. Anytime you named after a liquor. <laughs> 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 you 
ain't even think of that, did you? No, Pippin, no. that's Jameson. Jameson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he needed some ginger beer. He'd be good, yeah. <laughs> Atlanta Falcons on their way to New Orleans to play the Saints. That's a Atlanta rivalry. Falcons gonna play the Saints. That ain't no yeah. rivalry. That's an ass whooping. That's the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks I don't is. know how good uh, the Atlanta Falcons ain't been good ever since. Um, you know when they stopped playing baseball? Good when, when hmm. Julio lost that earring in the water <laughs> and had them scuba divers uh, down look there that, looking look for it. They ain't won a game since. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Miami Dolphins on their way to Indianapolis to play the Colts. Oh, they done won a game, but it's over with. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it. Mm. Bruce right Sard and the coach. L.A. Rams headed to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. Damn, I sure hope the Rams beat the Steelers so we can at least have a chance. Who is we? Them, wow. Don't see right there? <laughs> you don't see your aggressive tone? <laughs> your aggressive tone ain't necessary. Pimps don't use aggressive tones. Shout people do, I found out. <laughs> Rams you know, or Steelers. Because you Let's ain't go. tall. That ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm going to go with the Steelers, even though I don't want to. Pittsburgh it is. Carolina Panthers on their way to Green Bay to play the Packers. They going to lose when they get it. It's too cold. <laughs> All right, Packers it is. Cam ain't back yet, but he already dressing like Catherine Hepburn, so he might get that <laughs> Minnesota Vikings headed to Texas to play the Cowboys. To the Cowboys, don't man, I damn. Oh, you gotta get. They won last week. Now you gotta nah, get. Nah. They showed this Cowboys against who? Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota. Uh-huh. Yo. I hate to do this, but I'm gonna say the Cowboys. Yes, sir. Uh, All right, this the one you've been waiting on, pimping Buffalo Bills headed to Cleveland to play the Browns. Oh, man, see, now this is cold. This is the, because in the draft last year, mm-hmm. I thought the Browns should have took Saquon Barkley first and then Josh Allen with the third or fourth pick, whatever they had. That's what I wanted them to do, and they'd have had it. We went and got Baker. Now, we were cool with Baker, but he ain't won a game since we got cool with him. <laughs> But I think what? it's the coach, though. The coach got to go. It ain't Baker. It's the coach. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, Monday Night Football, Seattle versus San Francisco. Real quick. Oh, man. Upset. Seattle finna knock them off. Hey. <laughs> In an upset. Watch this here. Upset game of the week. I've been right every week. Thank you, Pimpin. Coming up, more music, some trending topics at 20 minutes after. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. Pimping, pimping, pimping. Man, I'm loving that Elko. I'm still man. here. Man, I love that <laughs> Elko, like man. Yeah, I love it, Ain't it nice? It's nice, boy. Nice. Nobody would have ever thought to make a coat out of elves. You got you know that what I'm right. <laughs> and that's why I know the uh, that group, you know, normally they call them Peter, you know, people with uh-huh. the ethical treatment of animals. These are people. These are people with the ethical treatment of people, and just uh-huh. on behalf, so they don't come down here and try to come down on me hard. Uh-huh. Here's what I did. This, <laughs> <laughs> the 
the 72 L's that it took to make this coat. 72? 72 L's to make this coat. I put them all on the milk carton so they families would... <laughs> so they families would feel like, you know, we care. <laughs> Even though you ain't gonna find them, that way you... Keep hope alive. You know, you yeah. wait on Christmas once a year. Wait on the ass. Real people. Oh, that rhyme. Real, check this yeah. out. What'd you say? Hold yeah. up, hold up. You ain't catch that rhyme, did Come you? On, you wait on head. Christmas once a year. Well, why not wait on them to reappear? Got them L's on the milk cart. And I save, I save money, too. Since they short, I put four L's on each milk cart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, coming up, we got more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show and trending news at 33 minutes <laughs> after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, T.I.'s entire family turned into a trending topic when he revealed a very questionable parenting uh, strategy. Tip talked on the Ladies Like Us podcast about the length he goes to to uh, help make sure his 18-year-old daughter, Deja, remains a virgin. Uh, T.I. says that he and his daughter take yearly trips to the gynecologist to check her hymen to see if it's still intact. Uh, well, yeah, uh, T.I. is still facing some backlash on social media for his comments, and people are saying T.I. is controlling. <laughs> or would he give the same scrutiny to one of his sons of the Probably same not. age? That's going to be different. No. So, and, and why is that different? It's a double standard. So do you guys, all of you guys uh, have daughters, with the exception of you, of course, Junior. Yeah. Uh, so there's a double standard of parenting boys and girls, and there always has been. What do you guys think? That's a lot. I mean, that is the conversation with my son is totally different from the conversation mm-hmm. with my daughter. You have with your daughter, right? I'm, okay. I'm, I'm very protective of her, so that's gonna be different. Not that I'm not protective. But of that's my son. That's two point. different conversations. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's it's the whole point different. of the of the question, the double standard. Because sometimes men Why have the attitude okay? that they that they um, applaud little boys or boys right. in terms of their escapades, right. and then very protective of girls. So it, it exactly. is a double standard. And why is that? that? I don't. I couldn't tell you. It started yeah. long before me, Shirley. So <laughs> and, and why is that? Do you think that? Yeah, no, I didn't just start that, it. Wait, Go ahead. You know, Steve. I don't know. Comment? I don't really care about what comment Ti made. I really, really don't. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, his I kind of took it as a tongue-in-cheek type thing he was doing. Mm-hmm. And but if it is the reality of what he does, I mean, That's his who marriage. am I? Mm-hmm. Who am I? You know, that's how he chooses to parent. But, you know, you can't watch them always, and, you know, they're yeah. going to leave the house. And when they leave the house, they're going to make decisions, man. And you, and, and to the best of your parenting ability, what I've had to learn over the years is when one of my kids make a mistake, I also remember the fact of how many I made. I made, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. I think yeah. of how many I made, and then mm-hmm. I immediately start to understand that they're going to make them too. And they can go against the very best of your parental skills and teachings. You're right. They just making that decision. And there's nothing you could do about it. So I'm not really mad at what T.I. said at all. Hmm. You know, I've never done that. But, you know, that's his thing, man. I mean, go ahead. Can I speak on behalf of some, a lot of ignorant men, maybe? Hmm. Who who is Hyman? Who is Hyman? Who is he? (laughs) Who, Who is Hyman? 
I, I thought I couldn't be topped that stupid boy. That boy that stepped up in there now. But he's on, on your team. He's the president and he CEO on my team. of your team. <laughs> who, is, who is this guy Hyman? And what is he doing in the room? Some of us need to go back to health class. <laughs> <laughs> he missed that whole week. <laughs> yeah. All right, coming up, our last break of the day, our last break of the week, and some closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey right after this at 49 Minutes After. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, here we are, last break of the day, last break of the, the week. This is Friday. It's, it's the Friday. last break of the day. <laughs> I love break it when you do that. Break of the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a good Friday, though. Yes, it is. Uh, thank hey. you, guys. For uh, joining us and, and just riding with us every day. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. All right, Steve, we're going to hand it over to you. Take us out of here. Let me encourage you. For words, the weekend. You know, yeah. uh, Closing remarks. Just want to talk to everybody today about success and uh, some of the steps that you have to take. Now, listen to me. I'm going to use some negative terms or some terms that... Uh, require a little bit of positive thought put behind it. But this is very important on your way to success. I hear a lot of people complaining about success, what it is, but I wanna ask you a question. I thought I'd phrase it to you this way. If you wrote on a piece of paper everything you wanted, if you wrote on a piece of paper everything you imagined, if you wrote on a piece of paper as be as descriptive as you possibly can as to what the ingredients would be for you to have the life of your dreams. I want you all to write this on a piece of paper. I want you to take your time. The objective for you is if you're not overly successful, I want you to put just 200 things on a piece of paper that you would like to have in life and be as specific as you possibly can. What type of car? How many cars? What colors would the cars be? How many houses? Would you have a summer home? Where would you like for it to be? How much would you like to have in the bank? How much would you like to have in retirement? How much would you like to set aside for your grandkids? Anything you can imagine for yourself. How many suits, if you could have them? How many suits would you have? How many dresses? Ladies, how many pairs of shoes would you have? What type of bag would you carry? If you really was no limit, if you just wrote down everything you could imagine you could have to make your life the life of your dreams. I want you to put that piece of paper together. Take your time. It'll take you some time. It takes people sometimes weeks to come up with 200 things. Some people get to 50, 75, and they get stuck. All right, when you get the list, I want you to do this. I want you to sit down, and if you imagine everything on that list as yours and has the real possibility of happening, now depending on how much faith you're willing to put on it, Everything you imagine you can have. If you can see it, if you can see it, you can achieve it. And so you got to understand from that. Let's just say for the sake of argument, everybody imagine that everything you put on your paper has a very, very strong possibility of happening, which is, I'm telling you, a true story. Now, with all that in mind, let me ask you a few questions. Are you willing to be uncomfortable to have everything that's on that paper? Are you willing to be inconvenienced to get everything that's on that paper? Would you do a series of things you didn't care for 
if you thought the end results would get you everything that's on that paper, would you be willing to work with people that you don't like working with to accomplish everything that's on that paper? How about this? Would you be willing to give up a few things that you've already accomplished in order to have all of the things on that paper? Are you willing to give up anything you already have to get what's on that paper? Are you willing to have people say things about you that's not true? But even when they get through saying it, you still have the very strong possibility of getting everything on that paper. Are you willing are you willing to be ridiculed, talked about, laughed at, snickered behind your back, people getting together who you thought were your friends only to find out they're not your friends because of the things you got on your list? Are you willing to put all that up if you could have everything that's on that list? All right, now. Are you, are, you, are you ready for this? In order to have everything on that list, all of those things will probably happen to you. If you are wanting everything that's on that list and you are steadfast trying to accomplish it, all the things I just mentioned will probably, probably happen to you. These are a few of the sacrifices you have to be willing to make in order to become the successful person that's on your paper. Your paper should not look just like anybody else's because God has you on a very unique path. So how he's going to get you there will be very uniquely yours. That's why I say all the time, God loves us so much. And we're so special to us, to him, that he don't even give any two people the same fingerprint. And the blueprint to your life, he most certainly don't have the same two blueprints available for nobody. But in order to get the life that you want on your paper, to make your dreams come true, your visions come true, that you're driving what you want to drive, you're going to have to be willing to be inconvenienced, uncomfortable, talked about, working with people you don't enjoy, you're going to have to be willing to care for things at times when you really, really don't. That's what it takes to become successful. Make up in your mind that these are the things you're willing to put up with in order to be successful and work hard and your dreams will come true. That's the truth. Those are my closing remarks. Hey. Yeah. What I tell y'all, have yourself it. a great weekend. Drop I told it, baby. You. Yeah. Yes. It, baby. God it's loves you, man. Weekend. Bye, everybody. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 